different time from nine. Have See a good ya. one. RT8K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories. The chief secretary says new police rules on dealing with the media won't undercut press freedom. Supermarket chains come under fire for not doing enough to share multi-million dollar government handouts with consumers. And a youth group says it's time for Hong Kong to embrace flexible working. The chief secretary, Matthew Jung, says press freedom will not be undermined by a new police policy of recognizing only journalists accredited by the government. Writing on his official blog, Mr. Jung said the change would help frontline officers separate genuine reporters from people who want to blend into crowds of journalists to hinder police operations. He said press freedom in the SCR was protected by the basic law, adding that more than 200 media organizations, including more than 30 online outlets, were registered with the administration's news service. The Consumer Council has urged the SAR's dominant supermarket chains to be more direct in handing the public some of the millions of dollars they've received from the government. Park and Shop and Welcome have been criticized for claiming job retention handouts despite thriving during the pandemic, and officials have told them to distribute at least half of the money to shoppers. But the watchdog's chief executive, Gilly Wong, says Parkin Shop's plan for a lucky draw isn't really a relief measure for the public. She says Welcome's promise of a six-month price freeze on 300 products may also do little to help. It depends on the details because the popularity of the product, the types of product, what price level they're talking about to freeze the price and also what are the 300 items every day. All the details will make a difference on the outcome of the ultimate benefit that you can bring to the consumers. The most simple way is to offer a direct discount from the overall bill that can help them to ease the pressure. A youth think tank has called on the government to encourage flexible working by offering cash incentives or changing labor laws. The group, part of the Federation of Youth Groups, said a poll of 500 young people in June found that less than one in five had been allowed to work from home during the pandemic, despite official calls for home working. More than 40% said they hoped their bosses would implement flexible working, while a third wanted a shorter work week. Group member Jenny Liu said the SAR may not be ready for mandatory flexible working hours yet, but the administration could take small steps. They can consider having subsidy to support their IT setup, or they can have some tax exemption or tax reduction initiatives to support the corporates. Our existing labor law may not be short up to date, which can accommodate these kind of flexible work arrangement protection. It's time for us to take a tiny look at existing law and make some improvements in those areas. Pro-democracy lawmaker Claudia Moe said she had a psychic tug of war over whether to remain in the extended LegCo term, but decided that staying on was the lesser of two evils. The camp has been split over whether to boycott the legislature after the government postponed the elections for a year, citing the COVID outbreak, but said all legislators could stay on in the meantime. Speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong, Ms. Mo said she understood some may think the extra year period lacks legitimacy, but she said the Democrats must not let the pro-government camp take full control of the council. Beijing loyalists and the pro-government type would keep on politely tiptoeing around issues so as not to offend the authorities. They would keep on spinning myths, truths. The Democrats can counter that performance. But Ms. Mo is one of 15 pan-democratic camp lawmakers who've agreed to abide by the outcome of a public opinion poll over whether to stay or quit.
If results of an opinion poll expected by Tuesday, commissioned by the Democratic Party, tell us to go easy, we'll just pack up. But I'm hoping for the opposite. I, for one, would want to keep staying on the Lechko front line, standing up for what I believe. Nothing egotistical about it. We will simply take what's left and fight it out. Overseas, President Trump has nominated the 48-year-old conservative judge Amy Coney Barrett to fill the vacant seat on the U.S. Supreme Court. Amid a growing political row over the nomination, Mr. Trump described her as one of the country's most brilliant legal minds. Appearing alongside Mr. Trump at the White House, Judge Barrett said she was honored by the confidence he had placed in her. I fully understand that this is a momentous decision for a president. And if the Senate does me the honor of confirming me, I pledge to discharge the responsibilities of this job to the very best of my ability. I love the United States, and I love the United States Constitution. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The authorities in Mexico have issued dozens of arrest warrants for members of the armed forces and the police on the sixth anniversary of the disappearance of 43 trainee teachers. They'd traveled to the state of Guerrero to take part in a demonstration when they went missing. The incident led to weeks of protests across the country against impunity and the alleged involvement of politicians and the armed forces with Mexico's powerful criminal gangs. President Andres Manuel López Obrador had apologized and said that a great injustice had been committed. I want to apologize on behalf of the state because we are facing a great injustice committed by the Mexican state. And that is why the damage has to be repaired and good accounts have to be delivered so that there is justice. The French President Emmanuel Macron has said President Alexander Lukashenko of Belarus must step down. In a newspaper article, Mr. Macron praised the protesters who've taken part in rallies every weekend since the presidential election in August, which they say was rigged. The BBC's Steve Jackson reports. President Macron said Belarus was going through a crisis of power with an authoritarian leader who couldn't accept the logic of democracy and was hanging on by force. He said he was impressed by the courage of the protesters who knew they were taking risks every weekend but were pressing ahead to make democracy come alive. Large crowds are expected again later today on the streets of the capital Minsk. The Belarusian Foreign Minister Vladimir Makiei in a video address to the UN General Assembly accused Western countries of attempting attempting to sow chaos and anarchy in his country. Sport, basketball, LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers are going to the NBA Finals. James posted a triple-double against the Denver Nuggets in Game 5 of the Western Conference Finals. He had 38 points, 16 rebounds and 10 assists and a 117-107 win for the Lakers, who finished off the Nuggets four games to one. The Lakers will play either Miami or Boston in the Finals. On ice, the Dallas Stars have kept their championship hopes alive by outlasting the Tampa Bay Lightning in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final. Veteran Corey Perry scored the game winner in double overtime to give the Stars a 3-2 win. The Lightning now lead the best-of-seven title series three games to two. The latest Grand Slam tennis event, the French Open, gets underway in Paris tonight after being postponed from its usual May and June dates. Three-time champion Serena Williams has revealed her greatest challenge will be the cold weather in Paris. I hate the cold. I'm from L.A. and I live in Florida. 
half my life I've never seen snow. So um, cold weather and me do not mix, and <laughs> it's my Achilles heel. But I'm dealing with it. I'm having a positive attitude about it. It proved to be a controversial day in football's English Premier League. Manchester United were awarded a penalty after the final whistle, and Bruno Fernandes scored from the spot in the 10th minute of added time after the refu- referee had checked the pitch side monitor. United defeated Brighton 3-2, and even the winning manager, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, was left a little bemused by it all. Don't ask me. <laughs> I don't think anyone knows the rules now, but yeah, definitely the handball was before he blew the whistle. And then you're probably uh, right to put, uh, pull it back. And, and it, it was a handball. The Crystal Palace boss, Roy Hodgson, called the new handball rules nonsense and said they were ruining the game. His side went down 2-1 to Everton, who sit top of the Premier League table with three wins from three games. Chelsea manager Frank Lampard said it was a big lesson for his side, who had to fight back from being 3-0 down to draw 3-all at West Bromwich Albion. I'll be not stupid to sit here and go, yeah, we can make three mistakes and give ourselves a mountain to climb and be happy. Even though we came back into the game, it's the least I expect of the players to be able to do that. I know the quality in this team. Southampton were 1-0 winners at Burnley in the late game. Formula One and championship leader Lewis Hamilton will be on pole position in Russia this evening as he chases a record 91st Grand Prix victory. Red Bull's Max Verstappen seized second place on the starting grid for the race in Sochi, with Hamilton's Mercedes teammate and closest title rival Valtteri Bottas having to settle for third. To end the news, our top stories once again. The chief secretary says new police rules on dealing with the media won't undercut press freedom. Supermarket chains come under fire for not doing enough to share multimedia and multimedia, sorry, multi-million dollar government handouts with consumers and a youth group says it's time for Hong Kong to embrace flexible working hours. The news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience. Get out of here.